First guest here on the program, Trez Burnpole, serves as the director of the Office of Family Life for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, and she joins us to talk about, gosh, how do we deal with all these news stories that are hitting us all the time, and uh, how do we respond as uh, Christian Catholics? Uh, Trez, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good morning. So, how 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 does this these news stories like the tragedy in Barcelona and what happened not too far from you there in Charlottesville, Virginia, how does that kind of intersect with your uh, role as director of the Office of Family Life, and how does it impact what you do there in the diocese? Oh gosh. Well, um, I think at the heart of family is love and forgiveness because this is where formation comes in. We're, we're teaching people that every human person has dignity. Every human person is an image of God, and that begins with treating your family with respect and love and dignity and offering forgiveness and um, remembering that we're all flawed and um, that as in a family, we're all one family, but we have a larger family. And when we pray the Our Father, if we could be focused on that one word, our, you know, it's it's our father. Um, we may have different colored skin outside of our families. We may have a different accent, but we are one in the Lord. And I and we need to we need to focus on that. And we learn that in the family. And you know, mo- most of these happen far away. You know, Barcelona and London and Paris or Nice, France, and you know. But this this one last weekend hit, was pretty close to home for you guys in Arlington and also in D.C. Uh, does it does it have a bigger impact when it's a little closer to home? Because most of these are are way way far away. Yeah, I think it does have an impact because um, well, a couple of things. You know, it's up to us. I think we're reminded that that evil is in our midst, right? Yeah. And hatred is not born of the Lord. And what is it? I mean, how many people in the United States are Christian? Is it over 60%, I think? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Right? And and so you begin to think, how are we living the gospel? If, if we live the gospel, if 60% of us live the gospel, and we did good to those who persecute us, if we forgave our enemies, which the Lord says, hey, what good is it if you love your own? It's it's so much harder to love those who are persecuting you. But if we Christians could live the gospel, we could transform the, the world. And that begins right here at home. And, of course, in Charlottesville and our prayers and our, I mean, gosh, heartfelt sadness go out to the families. I think that Heather's father, the victim in um, Charlotte, Beautiful response in his offering forgiveness to the mm. to the young man who's so troubled, and I, I think there is something in looking at people as being troubled who do these things. We are made for good, right, Dave? I mean, yeah. we're made for love, and when we see people, I mean, I remember looking at the mugshot of this twenty year old young guy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the distortion in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And if we can look at people as really being wounded. I remember Immaculate, uh, the survivor of the Rwandan Holocaust, um, talking about the moment when she could forgive. And it was when she was praying the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary, when she could forgive those who killed her family and her neighbors, is when she said, I began to hear the words of the Lord, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, and this is the truth, because, because we are made for good and we are made for love. It is looking at those people and go, oh, my gosh, they don't know what they're doing. 
Yeah, uh, Therese Burnpole is my guest, uh, Director of Fam- the Office of Family Life for the Archdiocese of the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. If you have a comment or a question or maybe some coping technique that you have found effective in your family or just for your, yourself personally, uh, call us up and join the conversation, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And it, it's great advice, especially trying to find some kind of understanding of, of, of acts like this. And, uh, Trez, I don't know if, if you have children yourself or uh, of any age, but I think sometimes the difficulty is trying to explain just outright evil to kids because, you know, they, they, these attacks really don't make any sense. You know, they're, 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 they're just, it's just plain evil. Any advice in that regard? You know, I know. Isn't that, that's probably one of the hardest things, explaining evil in this world where, you know, if there's a good God, I know how everyone says, if God is so good, but, you know, it's it's a free will. And I think that's hard to explain to children. Why would people take their freedom and choose to hurt other people? But, you know, I, I think it was, I can't remember who said, we're all, at the heart of everything we do, we are searching still for good. Even these people, it's a distorted sense of good, you know. I'm, I'm going to do good. I, I have a cause. I'm going to, you know, but it's a distorted sense of what's good. And I, I think that, with regard to kids, it's just saying, you know what, there is, being honest, there is evil in the world, but we have to hope in the Lord because we're made for something greater. You know, the kingdom of God is here. I mean, it begins with us, but this is in heaven, and Jesus made it pretty clear this is in heaven. I'm not of this world. Yeah. And we're living for somewhere else, and our actions impact that. And I don't know, Dave, is it is it just me when I look around and I go, I feel like people, and I feel like I said this last time I was on your show, have lost sight of the fact that we're living for something greater. Mm-hmm. And right? Yeah, and, and you and, don't see any of that kind of perspective in the, the 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 mainstream media. It's all about the temporal. It's all about the tragedy. And you know, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there's this. This is a great reminder that this <laughs> this world is certainly not perfect, and there's a, there's an end that we're striving for that big time transcends what we have to deal with here, right? Yeah, and are we ever going to turn back to God? I mean, as people get farther and farther from the Lord, we don't see the world getting better. Yeah. I mean, so our younger people don't believe in God. Um, and, and I really, it, it, it hurts me because I, I see families who don't put Jesus as a priority in their lives, teaching their young people about Jesus, teaching them that, you know, even in the midst of all this sadness and this hate, there is hope in Jesus Christ. He's mm-hmm. overcome. He's overcome evil, you know, and we have to hope in that. And that, and again, suffering has value. Yeah. And, and even though we see this great suffering, offering back to the Lord can transform. I, I think another thing that we have to fight against is kind of an indifference or a callousness because these are happening so often. I mean, gosh, 14 people lost their lives yesterday in Barcelona and 100 people were injured. And sometimes you just read the news and you can think to yourself, oh, okay, happened again. You know, I mean, uh, I remember when the Columbine thing, uh, tragedy happened in Colorado. It was big, big news because there really hadn't been anything to that scale. But then there were a bunch of school shootings that happened after that. And after each one, you become to get a little more callous and indifferent. At least that was my um, response. Uh, any, any advice in that regard to how to really see the humanity and the, and the tragedy of this when it's happening so often? 
That is a great question, and that's why I think we have to start with ourselves. I, I don't think the human mind can absorb everything that's going on right now. Because even, I mean, think about what we were dealing with with ISIS a couple of years ago when they're beheading people, they're burning people alive. I, I think that we look at that and go, oh what, can, oh, what can I do? What can I do? But you know what? We can do something. And gosh, the old adage, it begins with me. Mm-hmm. I can now go to the Lord because we cannot give what we don't have. But when I go to prayer, when I take this to prayer, when I begin to change, when I have authentic conversion, when I forgive my neighbor, when I forgive those who hurt me, that's the transformation that we need. And that's all we can do. We can pray. And I, and I, I don't say maybe all we can do. Maybe there are opportunities to go and serve people who are really struggling in these areas. I mean, you know, if you have a particular call to go and to be a first responder and... Um, and that is a beautiful call, but we cannot become overwhelmed or focused on evil. We have to be focused on good and on the Lord and what every human being is capable of. Because even when we do acts of good, we feel good inside. Mm-hmm. We, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I may have even said this last time I was on your show, but you know how you, you treat someone well and you, and you see them after a good action and you yeah. say, Oh, it makes me feel good to see that person. But then, in the contrasting that, if you treat someone poorly and you see them again, it's a, it's an embarrassment. You're trying to avoid mm-hmm. them. Oh, ah, <laughs> I didn't do right by them. It doesn't feel right because we're made for love. I think the first thing you were describing is what we call the warm fuzzies. You know, we sometimes talk, right. about, we talk about that during our shareathons. You know, you give a donation, you help somebody, you get that warm kind of kind of little feeling of of goodness inside you. Uh, Trez Burnpole, just have another minute, and I another bit of advice, and I really appreciate uh, all the the words of advice that you're giving because I think it's very helpful to many of us who are trying to make sense of uh, these tragedies. I've got a couple of friends on Facebook who will regularly post just pictures of beauty, you know, whether it be a bird or a su- sunrise or a sunset. And I think that's important that in the midst of all this, I'm looking out my window right now and I, I see a lot of beauty. And, and, and I think we need to kind of focus on the simple things, the butterfly, the bird. And I think that'll help out as well. I think that's great advice, Dave, and it's true. Focus on the beauty, focus on the hope, focus on Jesus who's overcome the battle. Amen. Well, Trez, thanks so much. Great talking to you, and I appreciate uh, your willingness to come on, especially on short notice. you got a, a great director of media uh, relations there at the, the diocese, and Angela, and she's been very helpful. So so great talking to you this morning. Thanks. And thanks to you, Dave. Thanks for all you do. All right. God bless you. Thank you so okay. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Trez Burnpole there from uh, Diocese of... Oh, I want to keep saying Archdiocese. It's a Diocese of Arlington, Virginia.